Here we go. Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of The Munch Gang. Yes, sir. We got someone special for you today, somebody amazing. I've been watching you for, I want to say, like close to seven years, if not longer, man. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been following you. I've been seeing, you know, your music, your videos and stuff, and it's crazy. You got a huge portfolio. I'm actually amazed with how much content you create. Thank you, Bill. I'm uh, working hard this year. I really wanted to push myself and put out a lot more just because money and like depression the last couple of years, bro, something's always holding me back in this year. I just said, screw it. So trying to drop as much as I can. And you were going to have Jerry on today. Uh, he's been a big part of that too. Just helping me push out as much content as I can. So that's crazy though. Seven years, bro. Well, let's introduce you first. So the guest <laughs> we have today is Mr. Eddie Yamploski. Yo. Here he is in the flesh. Yes, is, sir. Is Eddie, is that your real name? That's your full real yeah, name? Yeah, Eddie Yampolsky. Um, middle name's Leo. Leo. <laughs> Edward Leo Yampolsky. Uh, yeah, I kept that name. I had a, if you were following me seven years, you probably remember. I used to go by Young Major, and then... Oh, no, I don't remember that name. You could just get the mic a little bit further. Okay. Uh, yeah, I used to go by Young Major, and then... I don't know, bro. When my mom passed, like, when I first started music, I had this, like, uh, perception or whatever, like, of what it was supposed to be. Just, like, gangster and all this shit, you know? And then my mom died, I really found it, like, therapeutic. And uh, the stage name Young Major, it just felt not real. Mm. So, you know, I wanted to be as authentic to myself as I could be. And, uh, I figured I'd just go with my real name on stage. Plus, nobody's got that last name. Yeah, that name is pretty unique for sure. (laughs) I even had to ask you if it was your real name. (laughs) So how long ago did your mom pass, if you don't mind me asking you? No, bro, it's been a minute. Um, What, 2015, November 7th, 7th, 2015. I had just graduated high school uh, in June of that year. So I was out of school for couple months and then she passed and i'm 26 now i was 18 at the time but i had a lot of growing up to do bro a lot of drugs that i abused and just growing up bro yeah is that what pushed you so did you were you like trying to do music before that or did that like yeah. make you start like recording were you recording before no i was recording before um i started when i was in high school at shasta yeah and uh oh we went to shasta together maybe when did you graduate 13 so you're yeah. just like a year off of me or something yeah two years oh two years but you were there for sure yeah you might crazy. have seen that bro actually the last day of school i did a rap battle against uh will sutherland oh yeah that was you <laughs> yeah oh, man, that's funny <laughs> yeah bro been doing it for a long time when my mom was here she actually she helped me out a few times i wasn't making music as much but she um she really helped me out, bro. The last few sessions I had, she would help me, you know, give me a couple bucks here and there. So just when she passed, uh, I wouldn't say I went harder. I just found this, like, new, like I said, like, how much it actually meant to me. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's really been therapeutic, bro. Music's helped me through breakups and 
shit I've gone through with my family. I've been homeless since my mom's passed. And the one thing's always been my music. Bro, I was sleeping up at that park on Hilltop, uh, Pepper Tree. Oh, really? Yeah, for a couple weeks. Uh, what was it, like 2019? Because it was going into 2020. And it was, dude, it was December, bro. Just pouring down rain at the park. It was awful. And it's cold. You're f- oh, it's freezing. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that about you, man. No, but uh, something that actually got me through that, bro. It sounds corny and cliche, but it was my music. I'd be on that park bench, bro, and like... Dude, I just, not a lot of people were reaching out to me then because I feel like they knew I needed help and they were kind of trying to avoid it, if that makes sense. Yeah, that that, that makes sense. They're like, I'm going to kind of just let him figure this out. When he's got it figured out, I'll come back. And uh, I didn't really have anyone, bro. So I would just go to work and then go to the park and just listen to my music. And it actually saved me a few times, I feel like, honestly. It means a lot to me, bro. When you first when you first started writing, were you writing on like a a pen and a notepad, or were you yep. going straight digital already? Yep, pen, pen and notepad, cause yeah. uh, just composition book. That was <laughs> yeah, actually, literally, I have two of them. I just kept them just for memories, cause uh, when I started, I was in eighth grade writing, cause I saw uh, Eight Mile. Yeah, and I was like, this is just the sickest thing. I still watch that just because, you know, Dude, when I go to bed at night. Such a good movie. Are you kidding? So good. But uh, I saw that, bro, and it inspired me like no other. And I remember just being in class and I started writing. And I was just writing. And then when I got to high school, I found a few other people who were interested in rapping. And Dude, it's been such a journey, bro. Like ever since in my head, I was like, this is what I want to do. It's been like... Yeah, we could see. I could see it through your music, man. Yeah, just listening to it and just uh, the amount of effort that you you've put towards it, and you've been going for so long. You've never stopped. There was no, there wasn't like a, like a space where you weren't making music. I want to say because you no. released at least a song a month or something, right? Yeah, there's a couple of like, like points in time where I wasn't dropping music, and like I like. The big thing with me, bro, especially like being up here is that I just like, I want to do it at the highest level I can. And I feel like some people just record like whatever and then have like a half-assed cover and then just put it out on SoundCloud. And it's Mm -hmm. like, I don't want to do that, bro, because especially Reading, like, dude, for literally as of like last year, it was like cool. But up until then, when I would tell people I do music, bro, it was almost like kind of like getting clowned on, especially in Reading for some reason. It was just, oh, you do music in Reading? Yeah. Uh, so knowing that, I always wanted to drop the highest quality I could. And there was just points in time where I couldn't because money was too tight or I wasn't focused or whatever. But I've always recorded, bro. The longest I've gone without recording has probably been like a week in the last like eight years. Holy crap, that's crazy. It's just like, bro, I... On top of everything else you have, that's like, you're pretty busy. Probably the... I'm sorry. It was probably two or three weeks when I was at that park. I couldn't record then. But what? other than that, yeah, bro, I just... I don't want to go too long. Because it's like, with podcasting, with skateboarding, I know you guys love skateboarding on this podcast. Like, anything you do, bro, the longer you go not doing it, the worse you're going to get. Like, you need to stay on it and you know like when people are like you're really good and your music sounds good and all that it's like bro i grind like i grind and the songs that you guys hear on apple or whatever 
it's like the final product dude like i might have like 10 songs in a week and then i i might only want to drop two or three of them you know there's a lot of stuff that you guys don't see mm. that just gets like put away forever <laughs> just yeah. doesn't get released that's the secret stuff right there yeah i've had bro i, I want to drop a song with buki i'm sure you know buki oh yeah he was part so buki was in the skate crew with me back in the day i grew up with buki really yeah so he was in the group kotc i didn't even know he skated dude he used to skate we had this trick called the uh i called it the bukashire flip really i'm sure did you ever skate in your life no dude i wish you wish my mom was <laughs> it's hella funny but my mom's so protective uh. <laughs> i could never but yeah, we used to be in a skate crew because we used to live in the same neighborhood, right? Yeah. And then we started skating. And then, yeah, he, he made up this trick that I've never seen before. It was like a, I don't know if you know what a variole is, variole flip. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Pop shove it with a kick flip. Yeah. But he did like pop shove it late flip. I was like, whoa, dude, I've never seen that before. So he was kind of good then. He was pretty good, yeah. We were, Damn. We were mobbing around for sure, dude. And I miss those days for sure. Bro, don't you? Yeah. Like just like when you... uh I didn't realize, bro, but when we were in high school and just even before middle school, all that, like, we had nothing to worry about. We had it easy back Dude. then. And I had, like, I had kind of a tough home life and shit, but even with that, it's like, yeah, but now I had bills and this and that and taxes and shit, and I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. Dude. Yeah. Every day, you just got to work just to keep them pushing forward. Yeah, bro. But it's, you said you were working with Buki. You got yeah. something going right now, or... Yeah, that. <clears throat> so the song I just dropped with uh, my buddy Jeff, and then the song I want to drop with Buki, I just, when I was on this record label X3 uh, two years ago, I went through just, bro, I featured with hella people up here, and Buki was one of them. Mm -hmm. Me and Buki have a couple songs, and I already dropped one of them, but this one I know. If it has the right promotion and everything, like, dude, this song is a banger. It's going to go. I love I buki i don't see too much of him much but when he drops a song i'm like pretty stoked on it i've tried bro like young stoner is he still go by young stoner i think so either that or stony montana now oh yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> new instagram but uh i really bro like i feel like if you get to talk to me and shit you'll realize like a lot of different shit but i feel like there's a lot of per perceptions of me up here and like one of them's like it's a selfish kid he's hella cocky and it's like bro Half the shit I do with music is not even for me. Like, mm. I'm, I am I want to inspire. Like, this song I just dropped with Jeff, I'm just trying to get Jeff going. You know, put it on Apple and Spotify. Maybe that excites him. Like, Jeff Mudd. What was that song yeah. called again? You released it yesterday, right? Yeah, it's uh, Remind Me. Remind Me, yep. yep. And um, when I, I shot a video with uh, Soul a couple months ago, Signs, and then... Like, any show I do lately, bro, it's like, I don't really headline. I put on a bunch of artists that usually don't perform that much or just... I try to, like, give other people opportunities, bro, because, like, Buki, for example, it's like, I want to release this song because maybe that motivates him, and he's hella talented, bro. Like, there's a lot of talent up here, and some people just aren't pushing as hard as they should. Like, like Jeff and Buki are really fucking talented, but... I know Jeff's working a lot. Buki's always doing his thing, but I just want to see the talented people release as much as they should, you know? Yeah. So I'm always trying to motivate them however mm -hmm. I can. So hopefully Jeff got a little excited with the song we dropped, and hopefully we'll get more from him, bro, because 
Jeff Mudd is one of the best artists up here, for sure. And Buki is too. He just, I don't think he has a studio. I think it's hard for him to record and, you know, but there's a lot of talented artists up here. You guys just got to drop more. Yeah, just drop some more music. You've heard it here first. Yeah. You got the respects of Eddie. Um, so, yeah, with the recording studio, you got a recording studio? You record at your own Yeah, place? I, <clears throat> I don't call this studio per se because, like, I don't have a booth and soundproofing and all that, but I have a laptop, I have a really good mic and an interface. And at the end of the day, guys, that's all you need. Right. You know? Yeah. Like, uh, so all your stuff, you don't, you don't go to an actual studio and pay no. for like studio time or whatnot. No, dude. And it sounds really good. Like, you know how to mix and master and. Yep. I've been learning. Um, I always send it to my buddy, Cam. Cam is a dick on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's his instagram i don't think he's a dick okay i, thought I think you he's just a, calling him a dick no he's a fucking he's one of the sweetest people i know actually that's why his instagram's ironic to me <laughs> but uh he uh he kind of like finishes everything up for me and puts finishing touches on um because he's he's just like i'm here and he's here and until i get there i kind of want him you know making sure like it's good to go before i drop it but um yeah, bro. All the shit I've been dropping lately has been recorded in my garage. Wow. With no soundproofing, no any. It's like a mic, like basically like just this. like what I got. Yeah. Yeah, just with a mic stand right in front of me, and then there's no soundproofing at all. What like, kind of system do you have? Like, uh, do you use XLRs or you know what those are? They're like the more they like plug into like the interfaces. But these the mics that I use. Oh. Are they are just USB connections? Yeah, right? I have a, a USB mic. Or no, I don't. I have a condenser. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, condenser. USBs are... dude. They sound fine. Like, mine sounds good. For podcasts, bro, they're totally fine. But I know for recording, you want a condenser for, like, musically, just because it is a higher quality. But I got blessed, dude. My homie, Mikey, shout out Mikey, got me a Rode uh, for my birthday, a Rode mic. And then Billy um, in Pilot Gang, he gave me my interface and then my sister got a new laptop and gave me hers so all my shit has kind of been acquired but it's all so old the only thing that's new is my mic which is important but dude my laptop is my sister's 25 now and that was her laptop's like 10 years old wow the interface is probably 10 years old because billy got that a long time ago it's like bro i you don't need to pay hundreds of dollars an hour to go record. You don't need, like, all this insane equipment. If you're driven, you have talent, and then you have someone, like, I have Cam, who kind of just, it's like that last little bit of getting mm-hmm. me, you know? But if you have someone who can help you, and then, if you're motivated, bro, yeah, like, you'll do anything. It's also- the same with your podcasts or athletes. Like, you put your name out there, you keep grinding opportunities you know what I mean? They just keep happening, yeah. Yeah. Just and it's also patience too. I'm sure you got a lot of patience. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, bro. That's why it's so hard. But you're right. It's all about patience and that's what I've been learning. Cause I in the be- when I started making music, bro, wasn't nearly as good as I thought I was. Cause I go on IG and all that and just fucking talk my shit and it's like Jesus, dude, you weren't even that good. But uh 
I didn't have patience, bro. I'd make a song and then I thought it was hella good. Like release it at like the next day as soon as you... Sometimes. Yeah. yeah and my engineer at that time, because it wasn't Cam, dude, he'd get pissed. He's like, bro, I mix it for you. You just fucking dropped it. It's coming from my studio. Like people got to think it's higher quality, you know, like kind of making it bad on my name. And I was like, I know, I'm just excited. But then uh, even deeper than that, I was like, why isn't it blowing up? Like, why yeah. am I not getting views? Like, the first song. I was like, yeah. where's the, where's the rep record label at? It's almost like you want acceptance from people. I think that's what it is. You want, like, people to be like, yo, this guy worked hard. You want the kind of the appreciation because yeah. you put the time and effort towards something. And then you want people to acknowledgement, really. Yes. To acknowledge what you put in. Yeah, and bro. I, I don't blame you. I mean, you know, everybody wants acknowledgement. And, you know, it's funny. You want something to drink, actually? Do you drink, are you, do you drink alcohol at all? I saw you, uh... I got ready. Yeah, I'll drink. You I don't. You usually. don't have to. No, no, no. I'm down. Jerry, Jerry was like, man, he makes a lot of mixed drinks. I was like, I know, I'm down. No. I don't drink a lot, but I do on special occasions. It's special to me. So just have a sip. I, it's just whiskey. It's called Woodford Reserve. No, as long, dude, I'm down with the whiskey. Yeah. If you whipped out some Tito's, I'd be like, sheesh. Yeah. <laughs> I just think. Yes, yeah. sir. Get more comfortable, something to sip on. I got you a prime energy drink there too. If you I want saw some. that, bro. They're so good. You ever had them before? Dude, I'm actually I'm hella excited. I haven't. You haven't? This <laughs> is the first time. You know who owns Prime? Of course. Logan Paul Logan KSI, Paul. baby. Which is yeah, in KSI. I'm glad that you mentioned that because I wouldn't. Because I just think of Logan Paul. But isn't it crazy how Logan Paul Bro, that's so much better than I thought it was gonna be. It's good, right? <laughs> I give you the good. blue one. You know the blue one's always good. Anything that's blue. You like the blue Gatorade? Yeah. yeah. Everything that's blue, blue raspberry, I don't, anything. Oh, yeah. Doesn't matter. But yeah, Logan Paul, dude, I've been listening to his podcast and whatever he's doing. He just came out with a video on YouTube, like promoting the new lemonade prime drink. And he's just doing his thing, dude, with the quality. And he's taking his time because remember back then he was getting hated on a lot for that forest thing. And he was like a, a TikToker or what was it before TikTok? Uh vine vine dude yeah. vine was fire yeah it was cool it was cool for the time me and my sister we were all over that we love vine yeah uh, makes the videos on there i want to say i'm not like some big jake or logan paul fan but you have to respect them yeah have they're putting to. in the work bro and logan like honestly dude like because me i feel like um dude logan's just living like a lot of our dream Bro, yeah. he's in the WWE now. Like, that's sick. Yeah. You used to watch WWE? I used to, yeah. Like, WWF back in the day. Me too. When it yeah. was good. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I, I was, like, a super fan of wrestling, dude. I thought it was the sickest shit. He's in WWE. And just what you brought up, the Suicide Force. Like, bro, to be able to bounce back from that is... And, dude, his podcast is one of... It's probably top five in the world. I think so, yeah. Joe Rogan... Dude, Impulsive, it's probably top three. Mm -hmm. It's it's right up there. And then he signed the WWE contract. Prime is huge. And yeah, Prime, they also sponsor a UFC now. Yeah. It's like their main drink. Yep, they just signed a deal with UFC. And then KSI got them onto some major soccer club. I don't watch soccer, so I Oh, they sponsored like a soccer team. I think I it's think. Man Manchester United, which is like fucking huge. Huge, dude. yeah. So just... Yeah, just a quick little shout out. I don't know if Logan will ever hear from me, but <laughs> fucking right. shout out, dude. That guy, um, I don't care if you like him or not. You got to respect it, bro. You got to respect the craft. 
speaking of the soccer man you came out with a song called messy yeah. messy that was a quick one because as soon as the championships were over you had that song out like two days later or something you know dude i gotta again shout out to my homie mikey he's like my little brother uh i met him at the label x3 and he was doing like he was like recruiting artists kind of i guess you could call him like a and r kind of and then he ended up coming and living with me we got pretty close and shit so I kind of go to him for some of my music stuff sometimes, and he was telling me, because Messi's old, bro. It's like a year old, probably. Everything oh, I've been really? dropping is old as shit. Like, everything I'm going to start dropping from here on out is pretty damn new, like last few months. But everything I just dropped, dude, like, is all like a year old, at least. That song with Jeff is like three years old. That's why it's not, it doesn't sound great, because it's not mixer mastered, because I don't even have the file. I just had a Google Drive of an MP3, and we just uploaded it because oh. I wanted everyone to hear it. But, um, yeah, and Mikey was on my fucking ass, dude. He's like, dude, the World Cup just happened. Messi won. It's a fire song. I think yeah. you should drop it. And I was like, really, dude? Like, it's pretty hard. Like, hard. Like, the lyrics are really hard. And, like, I just didn't think a lot of people were going to relate to it. And honestly, dude, it's like, probably my best song that i've dropped this year and told in terms of numbers it's been the best so yeah perfect timing shout and out mikey on that yeah fucking genius genius right yeah because uh, for some reason like i i guess football or what is it, american f- or soccer soccer yeah basically but um <clears throat> it was super popular this year for some reason it like blew up more this year than ever in the past couple years i feel like Dude, I don't even watch soccer that much, and it kind of had me. Like, yeah. dude, it was just a good tournament. If right. you like sports, like, I feel like you know when, like, hey, this is good playoffs, or this is a good game, and, dude, it was a good World Cup, so I was even tuning in. I don't watch soccer at all. Right, me either. I was like, oh, what's everybody talking about? Right? What's your favorite sport? Um, You know, skateboarding, but that's not really a sport. But It is. Bro, it's in the X Games now. Yeah, I guess so. Or X Games and then the uh, Olympics. Is it in the Olympics now? Yeah, finally made it. I think that's it was like right. The last dude. Olympics, yeah. That's fucking should have been in there for a while though. Yeah, because they got the craziest sports on there. You, I've seen like, what was it like shuffleboard on ice or something? <laughs> like with pro. That's not, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Skateboarders, that's real. Like every skateboarder I know, bro, has broken a bone multiple times probably, and the athleticism it takes to be a skateboarder, like. That's definitely a sport, bro. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Still. And it's awesome because now it's like both male and female. Before, there wasn't too many female skaters, but females yeah. have been popping off lately. They're getting good. They're getting good fast, too. Dude. All right. You know who I want to put you on to? You might have heard. If you're like really big into skating up here, you might know him. But he's my homie's little brother, Jaden Skaggs. He's like 13. Yeah. He's this little black kid, and he got put on by... Well, it used to raise board shop. Yeah, yeah. It was Concrete Lodge, but now it it's yeah. I forgot. Yeah, they sponsored him, bro. So that's funny that you mentioned that because I went to the skate park earlier today and I hung out with him. Was he there? Yeah, he was there. Oh, yeah, he's getting real good. He, dude, that's what I heard, bro. Because he was an athlete like two years ago. Like he's really big into basketball or football, and then he just picked up a board. And my homie Steve, that's his older brother. He was like, dude. The kid is like a fucking prodigy, and I don't know much about skating, so I can't tell, you know? 
and he was showing me some videos. I was like, I don't know skating, but that kid seems really fucking good for a child. Yeah. <laughs> He's 13. And the progression is so fast. It's crazy. That's what I heard, bro. And then I know he was out for a couple months. He like broke his ankle or something. Yeah, he like rolled his ankle really bad. So he's out for a couple months. But he's back and strong. He just came right back, though, I heard, like within yeah. like two months. So. No fear. He just. Shout out Jaden, man. Yeah. I think he's going to be a big deal up here. I hope so. I like to see it. There's a lot of talent up here, bro. We need like. God, we need to find a way to like just push through get this like make reading blow up you yes, know what I mean? because reading has been kind of stagnant but now yeah recently it's been kind of popping honestly it's moving and like bro jesus hear me out guys like i don't go to bethel i wouldn't say like i don't i don't not support them i don't sub- it's just like i'm kind of neutral but regardless of how you feel about them bro like i feel like they are like improving reading bro yeah like, just straight up. And I'm sorry to say, because I know a lot of people don't like Bethel up here, but, dude, look at downtown, bro. What? Huge. Dude, downtown is, like, lo- like sack now. Right. It, it improved so much within the past, I want to say, like, five years. Yeah. And, yeah. dude, again, like, I'm sorry, guys. Like, sorry to say it, but that's, like, really big part of Bethel, dude. Like, so... I'm not a huge fan of them, but like Sprouts, Chick-fil-A, all that shit downtown, like, dude, believe it or not, a lot of that has to do with Bethel. Yeah. And I know that because when I worked at Sprouts, dude, that was like 80% of our customers (laughs) fucking Bethel, man. (laughs) So. That's funny. So I'm like, I agree with you on the Bethel thing, but I'm torn in between like wanting our city to grow or stay small because I do want it to grow. But then also you look at SAC, you look at San Francisco, it's like overpopulated. It is. I hate traffic. (laughs) Dude. Oh my God. I, I'm from the Bay. I, I grew up here, but all my family's in the Bay and every other weekend, it wasn't every, it was every fucking weekend, dude. We'd get out of school, go down the Bay, stay there the weekend, come back up. We did that for years. And then every summer we'd go stay down there with family. So I'm from the Bay, but there's definitely positives to Reading, bro, that people don't think about. Mm-hmm. And, like, traffic is one of them, dog. Oh, my God. Dude, yeah. I'd get off work at 3 o'clock and then just sit there for an hour and not move. Listen to Bill's song. What was his song? I remember he raps about having two lakes. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, he went off on that song. He went it's, off. He was appreciating Reading for what it is. Yeah. Speaking of Bill's, I wanted to bring back. So that was my first introduction to you because I've been friends with Billy for a long time. Yeah, a long, long time. He goes I, back with a lot of people, bro. Yeah, I went to school with him since uh, middle school. Yeah, and then I just kind of, you know, I mean, he has he does his own thing now, but you know, we were pretty good friends. And then I remember, yeah, he started doing his music thing right after high school, and then he made some songs. He made some songs with Gabe and then uh, Zeke. Yeah, Zeke's yeah, Prodigy for sure. Yeah, I miss and, Zeke. And then I remember one day. He's like, you guys started Pilot pilot Gang. You like, want to hear about that? Because that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Like, actually. The, yeah, because you guys made, like, the cover art and everything. It was beautiful. It was just, like, you know, a plane. A green right and here, white bro? plane. Oh, you got it tatted on your arm? Yeah. That's beautiful. Fucking. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that story's crazy. Because. How'd you guys meet? Instagram. Because at that time, I was living in the Bay. So after my mom passed, I just um, tried to fucking, it's pretty deep, but I tried to take my life 
and uh, wrecked my car and all this shit, and I was just in a bad spot. So I went down to the bay to live with some family, get my shit together. And then Bill hit me up on IG. He hit me up or I hit him, one of the two. And whoever hit who up, they're like, hey, you're dope, let's work together. Uh, okay. And then our whole friendship is crazy, bro. I always, every time I tell this shit, I forget, and then it comes back to me. It's nuts. So he hits me up on IG, right? Mm-hmm. And that was crazy in itself because at that time, there wasn't a lot of people making music up here. And the people that were, I just wasn't that interested in working with. So I kind of just like, I really didn't either hit anyone up or respond to them. So when Bill hit me up and I responded, that was kind of weird already. And then I remember I was like, dude, I'm going to our homie Bama, who we both mutually recorded at, but we had never been there together. And I was like, I'm going to Bama's. He was in Chico. So I was like, I'm going to hit up Bama's in a couple weeks. You should slide through and we'll make this song. Because I ended up sending him a beat. We ended up writing and we didn't know what the fuck, dude. Like his verse was his verse, mine was mine. And then, but we didn't know. We Mm -hmm. were just like, right? So I go to Chico to record and I fucking forgot, totally forgot, dude, that I was supposed to meet up with Bill. So I get there at 2.30 and I call Bill and I'm like, yo, what's up? And he's like, I'm clocking off work as we speak. And I'm in Chico, not Reading, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dude, this is like ridiculous of me to ask, but is there any way you can just slide down to Chico right now? Yeah, that's good. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, what? What? He's like, yeah, yeah, I could be there. And I was like, okay. That too was like huge for me because like a lot of artists, bro, I feel like even you, like just doing the podcast, like you might get flaked on here and there. Like, dude, it's fucking hard. It's, It's rare for someone to be like, yeah, I'll be there. And, and then just like be there, drop everything, and just yeah. do what's got to be done for the craft, you know, yeah. for what something you love, I guess. And not even for music. Just the older I get, bro, it's like w- when you're asking someone that, they usually got to be a really good friend or something, you know. So it's like that's a lot to ask. And Bill just no problem was like, "Yep." And I'd never met him, right? So he comes down to Chico. We make a fucking banger. We both were like, "Yeah, this is hard as fuck." And then he was like, yo, I have a show in SAC in like four weeks. Do you want to perform this song there? And I was like, yeah. So he doesn't hit me up for like four weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I don't hear from him. He doesn't hear from me. Hits me up the day of the show. And he's like, dude, the show is at like six. And he hits me up at like 3.30. And I'm like an hour and a half away from SAC. And he's like, hey, man, I haven't heard from you all month. Do you still want to perform? And I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, I just I didn't hear from you. So I thought the show wasn't even happening and he was like no it's happening can you come to sack so he flipped the fucking tables on me and he was like can you just come right now and i was like fuck it yeah dude and we were opening for andre nicotina so that was kind of cool beautiful and then i went to sack dude had a great show and then ever since then well i mean me and billy haven't talked for a while now unfortunately but when that show happened, bro, for the next, like, five months, we called each other every day for, like, dude, like, three to four hours a day. It was insane. We just talked to each other all day on the phone. And then he was like, do you want to do an album? Um, I was like, yeah. And he's like, all oh, right. so So Billy was the one that brought it up. Oh, yeah, dude. Billy kind of pushed everything. I, I told him I wanted to start a group because I was working with this dude Forrest and he was pushing like the group stuff really hard. And I was like, I do like the idea of that. 
And I was like, I'm vibing with you, Bill. Like, I think we get along great, bro. We're making good music. Like, let's think of a group name. And then, dude, we went through a bunch of just shit where it was like not good names and concepts. And then one day we were just like piloting. And then he got the logo made. And it was just like boom, 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 boom. It was just quick as shit, dude. Like the logo, the merch, this, that, this. And Bill was like on it. Like that was all Bill. I can't even take any credit for that. And, um, but yeah, dude, we, we made the logo, we made the group. And then he's like, do you want to make an album? And I was like, yeah. And, uh, that was insane, dude. I ended up, we booked a 12 hour session because I was like, dude, my aunt, I don't care. My aunt's never going to see this. She's, we do not get along, bro. Fucking bitch. And, uh, I had to steal her car to come up here. I was like, look, bro, I could come up to Reading like one, maybe two times She's not, she doesn't want me coming up there. And he's like, all right, I'm going to book a 12-hour studio session. We're just going to bang out this entire mixtape. So wow. that first mixtape that you guys heard, uh, Flight 420, mm-hmm. that was all recorded in one night. Wow. There's like eight or nine songs on there. And then the first intro skit, bro, we freestyled that and just made that up in like 30 minutes on the spot. That's crazy. Like I, dude, I have a lot of love for Bill, and like we haven't talked in a in a while. We kind of went our separate ways, but I miss him. And uh, that music that we made meant a, meant a lot to me, bro. Because we kind of just whatever we said, bro, we did it. We're like, you want to do a show? Yeah. You want to do a merch? Yeah. And like, there's a lot of people coming up now, but like, dude, I really feel like me and Bill were like some of the OGs on the music scene up here. Yeah, but yeah, I I knew Billy loved music, man. He was grinding, grind mode, dude, with Young Stoner. <laughs> well, that's what kind of killed me is like I don't want to get too deep into it because like he's not here to tell his side, but maybe one day he can come. Dude, on. that would be sick as fuck. But uh, he kind of just had some like life shit go on, and then I think he just realized, bro. He's like, I don't, this ain't really what I want, you know. Mm. But it was hard for me, bro, because it was like, dude, we just like quit out of nowhere. Well, you did. I'm not I'm not quitting, bro. But like, dude, we're just quitting. Like, we've done so much, bro. And I feel like there was a little point in time where like a good amount of Redding knew who Pilot Gang was. Oh, I yeah, I think so. Bro, there was one time. Redding, Wairika, you know, yeah. everything within an hour or two hours from here for sure. Uh, we do got to take a break, though, because my camera's going to overheat. Okay. So yeah. we'll take a break. I'm going to change that. Yeah, the equipment and just the the time it takes to edit. Because sometimes when I edit, it takes me, depending on the video, it could take me, I've took like 10 hours straight on one video, you know. That's And 10 hours, let's say you work at a normal job, but for 10 hours, that's 10 yeah. times what, $15, which is minimum wage, is uh, 150 bucks already. I applaud you though, bro, because the thing I tell all artists that record or the same with podcasting really is like not cut corners but cut costs at right so when i got all my home studio equipment that saved me spending money on studio time so i could now spend money on music videos or cover art or whatever 
it's like the same thing with you. It's like you could theoretically pay someone to edit these, mm -hmm. but you do it yourself. You save that money. You can invest it somewhere else. And you're like, I just always applaud people that do as much as they can on their own. And it's right. like, bro, you're doing all this on your own. It's fucking hard. And I really tip my cap to that, bro, because it's not easy. I told you I did a solo podcast, but I didn't have video. I didn't, even, I didn't have any of these mics or anything. I just did it on my phone. So I applaud it, bro. And it's hard. Editing for 10 hours, that's fucking... Yeah, just looking at the same screen, dude. It's crazy. Yeah. But uh, it's great. I mean, it's something. It's like a hobby, you know. I like... I don't mind editing. It's just... I don't know. It's different. Is that sure. part of the reason you think you... Uh, I could see that's why I don't come out with too much stuff. Yeah. Because I don't want to work too hard. Just because I don't, I don't want to make it a job. No, I want I it to be that. something that's I enjoy rather than something I'm just trying to put out just because I want, I don't know, notoriety. I mean, I do. I mean, I do want people to notice and stuff, but I'm not like out there to. Because I know it's hard to. It's hard to get people to get you to watch or listen i'm sure you know what that's like right especially yeah. local that like local it's not hate but it's like local come up is very hard it's really hard and especially like dude podcasts especially i'm like oh my god because that's what you just said it's like getting someone to pay attention and it's like dude i'm trying to get someone to listen for two minutes because yeah. a song's two to three minutes your podcasts are an hour long yeah and it's like it's hello. It's you know what's frustrating for me, bro, is that every time you talk to someone, they're like, "Oh, Munch Gang, yeah, no, that's so sick." Like, "Oh, you're from Reading, hell mm -hmm. yeah!" And then it's like, "No, yeah, can you like like my post, <laughs> or can you reshare it?" Or like, yeah, and like everyone, the idea is cool. It's like, "Oh, you're from Reading, and that's oh, this is sick, and this and this," but it's like, yeah, but dude, I'm trying to like. Like, with my music, bro, I usually end up just sending, like, remind me, the song I just dropped. I just sent that to, like, 70 people yesterday, and I was like, just repost it, please. Yeah. Just do it. Because it's, they're not going to do it on their own, which mm -hmm. is frustrating. And I don't understand why. It takes, like, three seconds. It's just a post. Yeah, it's just a click, a share, and that's it. Some oh. people are really, like, protective. Of, of their account or image, something? Image, I yeah. guess, yeah. Yeah. Or what they promote or whatever, but it's, like... Yeah, but you guys always, it's like I hear all this, like to me, it just starts to sound like bullshit of like, I want to put on for my hometown and all this and that. And it's like, yeah, but for like for him, he has a podcast. You can really only do one thing and that's share it, comment. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, with music, it's like I'm asking you guys to come to shows or to repost or just to in engage. Mm -hmm. that's what we need is engagement yeah we definitely appreciate that because if we don't get any engagement we're like why are we doing this you know almost Which, and, and it's like you said bro it's like when you're doing it like if, if when you hit me up to have me on it's because you think i'm a good guest and you want to talk to me or whatever it's not to get views and shit mm -hmm. and it's the same thing when i make a song it's like i'm feeling a certain way or whatever but at the same time i think what you're saying is that like it's like yeah, I did the podcast so I could have a cool conversation with you. But at the end of the day, this is cool content. And like, I want it to be seen. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at, where it's like, I didn't make this song to get 
a billion streams or this or that. But like at the end of the day, I know it's good content. I would like for it to get noticed. Right. Yeah. It's not like trying to be cocky or anything, right? It's just, please help me out here. <laughs> yeah. But dude, like I've reached a point to where it's like, I don't think we're cocky. I think you just know, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, when you do this for like a year or two more, right? And you've got like 50 to 100 episodes under your belt. You're going to know when it's like, all right, this is a banger episode. You just know. Yeah. It's the same with me, bro. It's like, I, I told him, I think before the cameras were on, like, dude, I've got an insane amount of songs in the vault. And like, or maybe this was on camera, but I said like for every 10, I'm probably dropping two to three. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... um I've been on both sides too, because I I think I've learned more since I've tried to like, because I'm just trying to promote this so people can watch it, and then yeah, I I feel like the thing is I think people don't give us a chance, but if they give us a chance and watch one or two or listen to one or two songs, they're like, oh wait, this is actually pretty cool, and then you know you'll enjoy it. But then there's also <laughs> this thing where it's like, growing up, we've seen so many people try things, and then either don't continue doing it or just fail really hard on it. And I, I, I don't know. I don't blame people for not sharing, but I would, we would appreciate it, I think, you know, for sure. Well, it's also like, remember earlier when I was telling you, like there's been points in time where I don't drop something or it's a little bit because I want that quality up. Mm-hmm. Because I, I was telling you, I used to tell people, yeah, I make music. But it's, oh, you're from Reading? Like, dude, there's like a bad stigma on it because a lot of people put out low quality shit or like gang banging shit when it's like we're in Reading. Yeah, that's strange. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, so I think a lot of people, bro, either see like a shitty podcast that's already happened up here or like they know some shitty artists from before and then it's like, well, that podcast isn't going to be good or Eddie's not going to be good because what I heard before and it's like, what? Yeah. Like, but that's why I take it, what I was telling you earlier, that's why I take it so serious, bro. Because I know a lot of people, they're like, damn, Ed, like you take this so serious for like where you're at. Like you're not Jay-Z or Drake. And it's like, no, but I want to be. Mm-hmm. And when I tell people that, bro, I know motherfuckers are like, no, no. and it's like, dude, if none of us wanted to be that, though, there would never be anyone like that. Yeah. We'd all just be normal and fucking boring. Someone has to want to be the next MJ or whatever the fuck, dude. And I do. That's I don't true. care if that's crazy, bro. I tell people that all the time. They're, they're like, so what do you want to do? Like, you want to be independent? I'm like, no. I want a fat-ass label deal. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, you get raped by the label. And all. No, you don't. The only people that do, bro, like, they're not consistent. They fall off. And I'm not afraid of that. I know how hard I work, bro, and it's not a cocky thing. It's just like, I feel like, honestly, bro, in this life, if you work as hard as you can, and you know that, like, yo, I'm putting in everything I can, you will get rewarded. Right. And with labels, too, it's not like they screw you forever because you're only on a contract for a couple years, right? And then as long as they promote you and then you get big, what you do after that is what makes you. Exactly. Yeah. Bro, because it's like, okay. Like, look at Logic... After, what, Def Jam? Apparently, Def Jam owes him a whole bunch of money, right? And, and he's then, still out here. And then he started releasing his own mixtapes, produced with his own money and his own you know, knowledge, his own beats. Even Drake, Kanye, 
both those have their own labels. They're just subdivisions of a bigger label. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, I'm not afraid of the label deal, bro. I'm not. If you can go in there with momentum and a fan base and you can prove that you can sell records, it's like, it's not as, oh, we're taking everything as people think it is. Right. And it's like, why would you not want that, bro? This is what we're all trying to do, bro. I don't give a shit. When people are like, I make music just for me, it's like, no, you don't. Bro, we all do to an extent, but we, especially musicians, bro, we all want recognition. Because if you have a good song and you know it's good, you want that recognized, bro. For sure. Don't sit there and lie to me and be like, no, it's enough. Just playing it for me and my friends. No, it's not. No. Because if someone gave you the opportunity... I'm not saying that's what your goal is and that's what you're chasing. But if the opportunity was given to you and someone's like, yo, all over the radio, that big music video, number one on the billboards, all that, I can give it to you. You'd fucking take that. Anyone would, bro. Come on. Yeah. Seriously. But um, my, yeah, bro, that's my whole rant on that was like, yeah, I want like a higher quality from Reading. It makes me really happy to see this podcast and that other one that Calvin Sunday's doing, the Broccoli Pod. Broccoli Pod, yeah. yeah. And then the music that's coming from Calvin Sunday, what I'm doing, a couple other local artists, like, I love that shit because it's like, dude, that's high quality. This I, do, high- I do love seeing it, man, because it's like somebody's got to do something and they're they're making it happen. And it's cool to see because you're seeing these hungry artists that are trying to come up. You know, they're make they're trying to do something, make the scene pop up because Reading didn't really have like this music scene really, right? No. And then now having like re- just recently we've had so many shows at the cellar and then at Cedar Crest was pretty nice. And then one of the biggest people that I appreciate and see, like to see what's happening is uh Say his name. Chaos. Say. Okay. Oh, you uh, like Chaos? Chaos? Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's he's I I wanna say he started a lot of it especially for he did too yeah. he definitely did too i thought you were gonna say uh we gotta we gotta give him a shout out i thought for sure you're gonna say calvin black oh calvin wow i love calvin black's music oh dude too. hey i'm looking right at the camera for this if you don't like calvin you're a piece of shit yeah he's like dude not even as an artist he's such a nice human being such a good guy and then his music is like so positive and just, positive and it's like intricate it's intelligent have you Every, seen you've been to a show of his right no i wish i have but i've <laughs> i've talked to him a couple times i listen to his music because i used yeah. to listen to his songs on soundcloud and then he he released his album was it was it purpose no it was an album that he just released and i've been listening to that and it, dude i love his stuff because you can feel you could feel his like passion in his songs right yeah and it's amazing I watched him, I didn't even really, I heard a few of his songs, but uh, Bill was like, dude, Calvin Black, Calvin Black, Calvin Black. The whole time we were on Pilot Gang, Billy always said, he's like, it's us and it's Calvin, no one else. And I was like, damn, all right. And then I saw that Calvin was performing. I just ended up going to a show. The most incredible local performance I've ever seen. Like, dude was up there fucking playing the piano, singing his heart out. Oh, really? I I was like, bro, what? And yeah, he just, he doesn't perform with backing vocals, which as an artist is, that's, to me, that's like the hardest thing you could do live, is not having your 
lyrics in the back. So mm-hmm. it's just the beat. And if you fuck up, everyone's going to hear it. You know, it's it's different. And he did that his whole set. And I put, I put this on my story like a couple weeks ago. Because at that Cedar Crest show, I just did Calvin. I went outside and Calvin was like, Ed. And I was like, were you, did you see the show? And he was like, yeah, I saw the whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> what? And he was like, oh, I, I, I lurk, bro. I was here. And I was like, I almost cried, bro. Because Calvin, as a Reading artist, bro, Calvin to me is like the goat. Like he is the guy. And I still haven't got to make a song with him. I've been doing it. Just the three people... Because it would be four if Bill was still making music. But it's me, Chaos, and Calvin. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't... Me and Calvin just started talking a couple months ago, actually. And we'll probably get some cooked up here pretty soon. But Calvin's, like, really hard to get in the studio with. So I talked to him, and I was just praising the shit out of him. I was like, I think you're the best, dude. Like, you're an idol to me. I don't care that you're in Reading like I am. Like, you're one of my idols. Uh, he's a poet at heart too like yeah but i don't want to i don't want to take away from what you were saying about calvin because i thought you you're probably about to give him some flowers right there so shout out calvin yeah calvin too it's chaos chaos for me at least he was the first person i saw making a movement you know throwing these shows especially with uh what's it called over in anderson river park flows by the river flows by the river that was a beautiful thing and then just it's supposed to be Oh, yeah. Sneak. Um, yeah, and he's just pushing forward on this music thing. And he, I know he's been yeah. working hard and, you know, throwing money into things. That made me really happy to see that Calvin is still, like, doing shows and he's on a podcast and just still doing his thing because I was like, dude, I don't, you know, he's really talented. I don't want to see him have to stop or quit or anything. So it's been awesome seeing Chaos grind still. He's a... Uh, slowed down a little bit i feel like but um he's been busy yeah i'm sure he's cooking some stuff up well he's i think now he's i think he's trying to prepare for flows by the river and seeing how big that is bro that i'm sure that takes months so i have a lot of respect for chaos i still want to meet him i haven't even met him yet you haven't met him huh no just dm'd a couple times but it's fucking nuts because me and jerry g shoots it we're so close and uh, him and Chaos are, like, tight as fuck, too. But we've just never met. Yeah. So I want to bring up, yeah, G Shoots It. Um, just recently, I feel like you just restarted your Instagram, right? Not too long Me? ago. Yeah. Like, you would restart, like, a fresh restart. Yeah. I, it was, it's always been there. But I, I definitely, re, like, remodeled, I guess you could say. Yeah. And one yeah. of the first videos I saw was, like, a video from you... Oh, G shoots it where you're in the back of a car and the lighting was amazing. I forget what that's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What the, the song uh, is. Churchill Downs remix. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, that's badass. The filming, everything just went perfectly. And I was like, yo, you guys keep this going. You guys are going to be a force to be reckoned with here in town, I, I think. I didn't really mean for it to happen that way. I just like, but I guess everyone's starting to like pair me and him together. Like, because even when he did his podcast with uh broccoli pod Mm -hmm. like in their caption they're like yeah uh we had g shoots it on and he's well known for all his work he's done with eddie and i was like what i was like what uh he's just my homie and he was shooting like a year or two ago 
and then he kind of just I think he wasn't shooting as much and I didn't really need any videos for a while to be honest and then he started shooting again and then I started recording a lot again it just kind of we went like this and then just back if that yeah. makes sense we just like found our way back and the second video he ever did for me was the one you're talking about and I was like what that was ridiculously good it was amazing yeah that was so good and and I was like yeah we're gonna so videography is expensive mm -hmm. for rappers like when you want to get music videos they're fucking expensive so I'm not gonna put out the exact details but I worked out some with Jerry because I was like look bro you do really good work and the biggest thing on social media right now is reels for TikTok and or sorry reels for Instagram and then TikTok so I was like, I don't even care about doing full music videos. So what do you think about giving me like a discounted price to just shoot a verse that I could throw on TikTok or Reels? Because you can't really put a full song on Reels anyway. Right. You could, I think, but it's no one's going to watch that. The Reels are supposed to be short. Short, yeah. It's supposed to be quick. Yeah. And it's crazy that attention span of people. people. <laughs> yeah. That's why, dude, TikTok's hard for me. I'm still trying to get a grasp of TikTok, but I just, I don't. Understand. I refuse to download that thing. I know it's like good for promoting and stuff, yeah. but. Oh, bro, I don't, I have never, not once gone in the loop. Uh, what's it called? What do they call it on YouTube and shit? Uh, I don't know. When you get lost, you know what I'm talking about? The loop worm or whatever they call it. Yes. Wormhole, maybe? Wormhole, yeah. I've never gone into that on TikTok. Never. I don't scroll on there. I don't. I only use it for promotion. But even that, I rarely do. But I. But it's like, I heard some industry artist doing a interview, and he said the labels will not push your song unless you have like a TikTok like, like a plan, a really? blueprint, basically on how you're gonna attack it on TikTok. What, like a social media presence on all platforms? Yeah, and it's like, how are you going to promote this song? Like, what's your, like, call to action and all this? I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I just, I'm used to going on IG, I have a cover, and then I'm like, check it out. Like, God, what the hell? And I don't know about you, bro, but a lot of, like, artists I talk to, they feel like TikTok's just cringy. Like, mm -hmm. they don't know how to make it seem authentic. And mm -hmm. like, yeah, I don't know, TikTok's a... Uh, it's all it's cringy and it's also just like clickbait for 10 seconds like they'll have a picture of something that looks crazy and then it's just a dude talking in a mic <laughs> afterwards just talking bullshit yeah. dude jesus or sometimes you just get views because you tag a song and that's a big that that's probably why producers want it it's because yeah. they want that tag in like a famous tiktok thing yeah. where where they could just become like what is it uh like uh like it's popping like it's popping in everybody's thing i see what um, you're saying it's like a it's almost like a mini placement yeah for them but i want <coughs> i want the same thing to be honest yeah i want a song to blow up on tiktok bro because right now that's more powerful than the fucking radio yeah more than the radio <coughs> than youtube than like who Everything. listens to the radio anyway <laughs> Dude, you know how many, bro, I have so many fucking DJs hit me up on Instagram, and I'm sure half of them are just a scam to, like, get me to send them money on Cash App, and then they probably block me, but all I, dude, God, 
It's just like, hey, I'm a DJ for 94 this in Atlanta or this and whatever. Uh, give me 200 bucks and I'll play your song for a week. And it's like, even if this was real. And give this me isn't 200 a, bucks? What? I don't want to be on the radio, bro. Yeah. I'd rather have, you know what's way more powerful, bro, is having like a TikTok influence, like Addison Ray mm. or someone like do a dance to your fucking song or... Logan Paul to dude that would be so sick to have like Logan have Messi as an intro song to Impulsive. Oh, that'd be amazing. That would blow up my song way quicker than the radio, dude. Like way Easily. faster. I just yeah, the radio is Jesus. Times are different, guys. <laughs> if you haven't figured that out by now. It's definitely different. So what are you working on right now? So actually let's go back uh what are your influences on music? What, like, what, who did you listen to or currently still listen to that kind of influenced you to write more music or push you towards, you know, making more raps? Well, that's uh, two parts I look at it as basically. Because I, I want to tell you, bro, actually, we can just start. So I like saying this because a lot of people are like, what? Uh, I wasn't allowed to listen to rap until I was like 12. What? What'd you listen to before rap? Country? Uh, heavy metal. Heavy metal? No, I fucking hate country. You, <laughs> yeah. dude, hate it. I fucking, I hate that I'm white sometimes, honestly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I fucking hate country, bro. But uh, no, heavy metal. What about country grammar, dude? Like Nelly and whoever that was? Nelly was kind of fire. Yeah. Can't lie. But it, come on, everyone liked Nelly. Were you a big, I was a big R&B. I grew up listening to R&B. R&B was cool, but um, it was heavy metal because my, so... My dad was in a band. It wasn't heavy metal. It was like rock. But he liked a lot of rock. And then my stepdad, <laughs> the first album. Okay, actually, I have like core memories, you know, with music, especially just because it's this is my life, dude. It means the world to me. And I remember, bro, the first concert I ever went to was Def Leppard when I was like five. Wow. Because my mom, I was like, you guys want to go to Disneyland or some bullshit? And I, we were like, yeah fuck <laughs> and then she kept asking us she's like you guys like Def Leppard you're like I remember that so specific are you sure and I was like yeah like they're cool and then we ended up going there's like this outdoor venue in San Jose it was awesome dude saw that one-armed drummer that was fucking insane wow. so that was the first show I ever went to and then I remember the first album I ever got was uh, System of a Down interesting toxicity yeah. by my stepdad he gave that shit to me so I would listen to them and Leonard Skinner a lot. So I guess, I don't know if you'd call that country, I guess, but uh, I remember System of Down and Leonard Skinner and Metallica for a long time. And then my mom was low-key racist, I guess, because <laughs> she was like, you, can, you can't listen to rap, but you can listen to Eminem. And I was like, dude, he's the most inappropriate guy of all of them. Like, are you shitting <laughs> me? So I started on Eminem. And then my dad, you remember LimeWire? Yeah, LimeWire. Yes, sir. I'd go down to my dad's, and he had LimeWire, and he's like, all right, what songs do you want? So I'd fucking... Put on a CD, burn it on a CD, or... Uh, yeah, the, what, for MP3. a little bit, and then I had an MP3 player, yeah. A little bullshit, little tiny guy. And I started at first, bro, like my dad hated rap, too, so I had to start out with... Um, like a bunch of just bullshit, like T-Pain and Usher and like Riding Dirty. Wait a second. 
You think Usher is bullshit? No, no, no. I'm just saying compared to like, no, I actually love Usher. Usher Because I had to fucking listen to, that was all I could listen to for a while. But I just meant, uh, I should have just said soft shit. Okay. Compared to like, because my dad reached a point where I, I was just like, all right, Lil Wayne and like all this. Yeah. But it, no, not bullshit. No, no, no. Usher is. He's the man. He's a goat. He's a goat. Usher, Chris Brown, and Michael Jackson, man, they're all. That singing and dancing. Zone. I know what you mean, though. Like, especially from the difference between going from heavy metal yeah, to like yeah. this soft singing, like serenade music. Right. Yeah. My bad, though. Not definitely not bullshit. Cause I, dude, I actually love T Pain a lot, and I love Usher. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of sh- like just yeah. I should have said soft shit. And then um, yeah, but the two influences that actually influenced me was um, Eminem and Lil Wayne, and then. Um, outcast oh yeah in the beginning and then but now dude i feel like every artist says this bro but it's like actually true and i feel like you guys will see that because the next like four or five songs i'm gonna drop are not even rap at all like at all they're singing Hmm. just singing i have this cover of like a piano song like with no drums or anything like i'm strictly singing so i get inspiration from a lot of places like John Mayer, I love John Mayer. I think he has a great voice. Was there like a significant like for me? I remember the first rap song that I heard that I that I wanted to memorize the like yeah. the whole verse. You know? Oh do, yeah. Do yeah, you yeah, remember yeah, a song yeah, yeah. that you try to remember yes. the whole verse? Yes, it was on, bro. Cause I <laughs> remember when Power ninety four wasn't fucking horse shit. Yeah, yeah. And they actually played some bangers, bro. And I remember, dude. <laughs> I think it was Jake Easy. Or something. Mm-hmm. It was one of the DJs. Um, but he goes, oh my fucking God, this is nuts, dude. We got Eminem, Drake, Lil <laughs> Wayne, and Kanye West. And I go, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, dude, that sounds crazy. Yeah. And he goes, it's a new song called Forever. Oh, yeah. But I remember that song was a shit back then. Dude, it went hard. The second I heard that, I go, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. And it had, like, my four favorite artists on there. Dude, when Drake came out, bro, because I loved Eminem and Wayne, but they were obviously well before Drake. When Drake came out, dude, I was like, what is this? Yeah. This dude is the... And then he came out with that Sprite commercial with the freaking, his face coming off like a robot. With that song? Yeah. Dude. But if you listen to the bars in that song, and then, like, the four artists, like, dude, I'm not... Like exaggerating, that is one of the greatest songs of our generation. If you think about it, because it's like, dude, we don't have a lot of songs on that where like four goats get on and then snap like that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, just getting a feature with fa- famous people like like big stars like that is dude. damn near impossible, dude. And then every one of those verses was like, that was incredible. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah, that was a song though. That That's was the first amazing. song. Did you record it on your phone and then you're like? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, bro. Dude, my first song that I was like, yo, I really like rap. <gasps> you want to know? Well, wait, I got to. It's on the radio, too. And I was like trying to record it on my Razor flip phone. What was it? Hip Hop Police, man, what by uh, Chameleonaire. Like, oh, I love Chameleonaire. Yeah. Though. Fuck. Mine. Okay, so I, that, my, that was the first song I tried to me- memorize. But you want to know the first song and the only song? 
that I ever tried to learn to dance to. Dance? What? You know, you know, bro. When I'm going to say it. Soldier say, Boy. Yeah. Crank that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's bro. funny. Yeah. I, was, I remember I was at my dad's, dude. It was like 2 a.m. And I was like on YouTube, dude. YouTube back then also, dude, this was like 2008. It was like barely a thing. And I was on YouTube, dude, just watching this guy. <laughs> just teach me how to crank that, dude. Yeah. It was fucking... Crank that. The what was it? The reject too. Well, no, that was New Boys. New Boys yeah. was reject. Dude, remember? Uh, God, I, I love doing this shit. Throwing. I love nostalgia, bro. Me too. I go back on songs daily. Remember? Uh, <sighs> Hurricane Chris, and it was like, oh, what song was it? <laughs> Cyclone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's funny. What's that other one? I lean like a cholo. Oh yeah, I think that was a. Uh, Fat Joe, lean like a cholo. No, that's lean back. Yeah, that was lean back. No, lean like a cholo is like some random, dude. I don't. So, yeah, yeah. Remember when that song was popping in Reading? It was that song, uh, fucking Fireball. Remember? Well, that was Reading, right? Do you remember that? You gotta sing a little bit it's for like me. Right after, I don't even know how it goes. Fireball. I didn't really like the song, honestly, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it was popping. It's usually how it goes. When back then, like yeah, around the same like time, like right after high school, I would say. Right after high school, right fireball. High school. They just kept saying fireball, like the alcoholic drink. No, but God, I remember drinking that shit. Yeah, that gives oh me God. nightmares. What did you drink? I feel like everyone up here, at least in high school, had like two. You only there's two. It was either fireball or captain. Captain, I can fuck with, but. Hennessy, I cannot fuck with anymore. Hennessy fucks me up for some reason. I don't know. Just, like, there's that stereotype, Asians only drink Hennessy, <laughs> right? I thought it was black guys. Oh, both. <laughs> you know, we're the same color, basically. <laughs> in the summer. But, in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm blackface in the summer. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, man. Hennessy, that's pretty big in the Asian community. It fucks me up. Yeah, and also remember Pinnacle? It was like that whipped cream flavor. I hated that oh, one, dude. Like, why? Why would anybody drink that? I remember that, and um, like Amsterdam was a big one. Like on any of the flavored Amsterdams, but for us, it was really like my little group. Like it was like three phases. It was fucking Captain, JMO, and then Tito's. T- I, really, Tito's? Bro, for me, Tito's is my Hennessy. What? I'm just like, dude, no. That's Please. that's crazy. I love whiskey though. I love Jameson. This yeah. shit's pretty good. It's smooth. That yeah. So I wasn't really a big sipper on alcohol. Normally, you know, you just take shots when you're out yeah. and about or whatever. Yeah. But then I started drinking Japanese whiskey, and Japanese whiskey is like the smoothest stuff you've ever tried. You could drink it warm. You could drink it on ice. Whatever. I mean, it takes. It took me time. Like when I first started, I'd of course put it over ice. And then I'd have to dilute it with some water just so it's not like too strong on the tongue. But then I gradually built up like a palate and then now I simply enjoy it as it is. And it's pretty cool. I think what happened as my grandpa says, you got hair on your peaches. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) My balls have dropped, I think. (laughs) I still I still chase this shit, bro. I'm just not a drinker. I, I had like a phase in high school and then that was it. Yeah. I've just been more of a drug guy. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, dude, I had a... 
I don't know if you want to talk about that. On the it's up to you. I wanted to bring up, uh, dude, I've been, I just downloaded, I think I downloaded it. I definitely hearted it on Spotify, but the song is called How Are You or How Am I? What is it? Like me? Yeah, from you. How are you? It's like Is it old? It's older, yeah. How oh how many more? My bad. Oh, how many more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That song goes hard. I'll you like tell that you. one? I love it. Yeah, that one uh that's hella funny, bro. I looked up a Lil Nas type beat. Lil Nas X. Yeah. And then I found that and um I don't know, bro. That beat weirdly, because when you hear when I heard that beat, I was like, this is like definitely a Lil Nas, like almost troll just type beat. Mm-hmm. And then, but when you listen to the song, it's like hella like serious. Like yeah. it's an upbeat because of the beat, but like yeah. my lyrics are like, you know, how many more? That's good. Yeah. Yeah. How many more? Dude, I love that song. I, that's fucking you streaming that. That's I've me. been seeing that, uh, the, the streams go up. You're like, dude, okay, yeah. 20 in one hour. That's must be fresh. <laughs> No, that's a good one. I I really like that one, dude. I appreci- I really appreciate you saying that actually, for real. Because I remember when I recorded that and Cam mixed it, I was like, "This is one," and he was like, "He he really liked that song too, dude." There's been so many that we've dropped, bro. That we think in our heads, we're like, "Yeah, like this is incredible." I feel like if I had a following, bro, like I've had a couple songs that would have like done some serious numbers. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some songs just hit when you hear a beat, you know? So how was the process of going through that? Because sometimes, like for me, I, I don't know if you know this, but I used to try to make music too. Like like honestly, rap? Yeah, rap music. Like senior year, I wrote a couple things. I still have I still have a SoundCloud. Don't check it out. But, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to ask. Yeah. Just recordings on my phone. But uh, that's how I started. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're asking how do I go about making a song now? Oh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, for me, like, when you're in the zone, you're in the zone. Like, it's so hard to come back the next day to do that same song because you're not feeling that same way you were the day before. Bro, that is... See, yeah. the That's... You have recorded. Yeah. Because <laughs> you have... Like, you have to write music and be in the booth to know that. Because I told... I tell everyone... <clears throat> Like, dude, I have so much game that I spit, and I feel like nobody fucking listens. And one of the biggest things is, like, I'm only 26, and I look like I'm 10. So, like, everyone, oh. And it's like, no, bro, he just told you he's been listening to me for seven years, and I've been doing this for, like, close to 10 now. Yeah. And the first thing I tell every artist that's starting out, buy your own equipment. Because... What I used to do, I used to pay a guy $50 an hour to go record. And then how he's saying, you're in a zone one day, right? And then you're recording, and then you come back. It's not the same, like, feeling, for Mm -hmm. one. And for two, you're on somebody else's time and dime. So when you have your equipment at home, like, I'm a freak, bro. Sometimes I'll record at 10 in the morning. Sometimes I'll record at 2 a.m., 2 p.m., like you're just an artist and you're creative it's when you feel creative so i also don't like that bro i don't like fucking hitting up oh yeah hey ed can i come record on tuesday at three o'clock because then you're telling yourself you have to be creative on tuesday at three o'clock yeah that's not how it works like it's just like for me bro like i said like i'll just sometimes i'm driving door dashing 
at DoorDash right now, and I'll just like end my DoorDash because I'll be listening to one of my songs and I get so like motivated or so, and I just like literally race home, open my laptop, start recording. Cause it, but I can do that because I'm on equipment. And it's like, you need your own equipment. So for one, you're not paying someone else. And for two, like when you know that you only have an hour to record or whatever the case, like, dude, it's so much like you need yeah, that ability you wanna, to practice. And a stress-free <clears throat> environment also. Because yeah. you want to be free. You want to be open. You want to be able to put yeah. your craft, put your thoughts onto a mix or onto, you know, a recording and just make it happen. But you also you don't want to be rushed and like cuz I know I've seen artists they go into a session, bro, and it's like an hour or 2 hours or whatever. And like they keep fucking up and like <clears throat> that just comes with recording. As long as I've been doing this, even dude, there's days where you're just off. It's yeah. it's the same as like basketball or whatever. My shot ain't there. It's the same. It's like my voice isn't there or like my timing or whatever. But when you're paying for that, it kills. It's like, dude. And then I'll watch an artist just crumble. He keeps like fucking up and taking, fucking up and fucking up. And then he sees time ticking. And then like his session is just over. And it's like, oh my God, dude. Like if you were at home and you weren't paying for that, you could just fuck up, close your laptop, go to bed, wake up and try again tomorrow. Or in a few hours. Yeah. Like, you know, but my process has been different. It's fluctuated because I started out recording in a studio um, and then I got my own equipment and I don't know when I was in the studios whatever it was like how you're talking about it felt like shit dude sometimes I wouldn't finish a song and then I'd go back and I'd it wouldn't feel the same I'd hate it yeah you you, you lose like the melody or the flow you know yeah. what I mean? it's not there it's weird how that works you know all right, so I was going to say a few minutes ago, like, we don't have to go into it, but, like, I had a big coke problem, which I don't really care about talking about on the podcast because I could talk about it quite frequently in my music. So I'm not embarrassed or anything. I just don't, you know, I don't want to put too much out there for your podcast's sake. But uh, I was going to say the one, like, good thing, I guess you could say, that came from that was that, dude, I learned how to, like, freestyle and really just fucking... Just go. Like, be creative on a different level. Hmm. And, uh, dude, I mean, I when I was on Coke, I was making, like, four to five songs a day. But it wasn't, like, coked out, like, terrible music. It was, like, good quality songs. It was right. just a lot. It was insane. Because Coke is very similar. What is it? Like, uh, Adderall or what, what's the other one? Uh, not Adderall. It's Adderall. Is it Adderall? Yeah. Basically, right? And Adderall yeah. is just pure focus. Like college yeah. students yeah. take that to take their finals, do their exams, to study hard for hours and hours. Yeah, and it's it's longer. It's just longer and coke. Yeah. You keep having to put it up your goddamn nose. That's why people yeah. lose money. In. <laughs> but um, it's weird, bro, because when my mom died, I was actually doing a lot. Like I did a lot of Xanax and lean and just I've always smoked weed. So I was always a downer guy. Tried Coke one time, hated it, tried it again, just clicked. I don't fucking know. I think it was because I was, every time I'd do Coke, the first few times I'd freestyle for like four hours. Holy shit. Dude, it was in like Juice World shit. <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't stop. And then, so yeah, that kind of, 
some of these songs, I'm trying to think if any. Oh, yeah, that song, Oops, mm -hmm. on the mixtape I just dropped, that was just, dude, I was yayed out. Wow. Yeah, I was just coked out of my mind. Messy. I re-recorded that uh, right before I dropped the album. When I knew I was going to drop it, I re-recorded it to make it sound really fresh and clean and everything. But I was coked the fuck up on that, too. That's why if you listen to a song, like a lot of the lyrics are very coke heavy because I was selling it at the time mm. and doing a lot of it. But um, so my process used to be like Lil Wayne freestyle shit, dude. I would just put on a song and then just completely freestyle. Like, Isn't that crazy? Because some people don't appreciate Lil Wayne for what he is because they think the raspiness, the voice and like just out there. But man, that, that guy's got so many metaphors. That guy's got so many bars that you got to listen to the song three or four times to even get it, right? Bro, I watched a... Yes, you're absolutely correct. And I watched a documentary on him because I was telling one of my homies, I was like, yeah, all his songs are freestyled. All his hits that we know, like Lollipop, anything you could think of <coughs> is freestyled. And <coughs> my homie was like, no, it's not. That has to be written. I was like, it's not. He had this <coughs> documentary where he was like, yeah, I used to write. And then I just feel like the true creative process is to freestyle. Mm -hmm. Like to be truly creative and truly yourself. And dude, he has this song. It was called like a hundred thousand bars or something. Oh, where he had a whole composition notebook. It was like a forty-minute song. You ever seen Sway in the Morning when they do? Oh, the, for sure, yeah. Uh, Five Fingers of Death. Yeah, it was like that for forty minutes. Beat just kept changing. He had a live DJ, and the, but they were recording, and you could hear him ripping out pages of his notebook. Jeez. And he said he was like, dude, when I ripped out that last page, that was the last thing I ever wrote. So everything we know, like forever, all that shit, dude, all the Carters are freestyled. Yeah. That's insane. And Eminem, bro, like lyricism, Eminem is probably the GOAT. But then, oh, you know who else, though? Uh, Jay-Z does not fucking write. That's what I was going to mention, Hove, yeah. He doesn't write a thing. Not one thing, man. Dude, there's a clip not on the blueprint, YouTube. Not the blueprint, too. <laughs> yeah. That's insane. None of those. Dude, honestly, like if you think about that, it's like, no, the two goats then are probably him, Lil Wayne, and then Eminem. Mm -hmm. And I can't, like, dude, I feel like I would get hella hate and, like, you know, a true hip-hop fan. But it's like, bro, dude, I'm always going to tell you guys that LeBron is better than Michael Jordan. You know why? I didn't fucking watch Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you that. It's the same thing with, like, I can go back and listen to Biggie and Tupac or watch Michael Jordan mm -hmm. or Michael Jackson. But it's not the same thing because I wasn't... In that era. No, dude. Like, what about Nas? Nas is like right in between. He's like right in between. But yeah. I still... And dude, that's not to say at all that, dude, I understand both MJs, Jackson and Jordan, are goats. I understand that Tupac and Biggie are goats. I respect them and I understand. But I'm saying like, I'm never... Dude, bro, when I have kids and they're fucking telling me that, you know... Uh, Zion Williamson or whatever is the goddamn goat. And I'm like, no, dude, you didn't watch LeBron or Kobe. It's going to be the same thing as when mm. our parents were telling us, like, no, dude, you didn't see uh, uh, Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson. No, dude, you didn't see Drake. Like, Drake's, are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah. You know? But in 50 years, our kids aren't going to, he's going to be like an Elvis or a Michael Jackson where they're like, I don't fucking know. 
Yeah. So when I tell people, they're like, who are your goats? And I'm like, dude, it's like Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, and Eminem. And it's like, Biggie and Tupac. It's like, I wasn't alive, dude. I'm going to say it right here, too. A lot. I'm going to get a lot of haters. But Tupac is overrated. I'm telling you. I, I like Tupac, but I don't. I think he's overrated. As See, I'm, a, I'm a West Coast baby, so I'll always... You like, I ride with Tupac over Biggie. No, I'm I, a West Coast baby, dude. I'm a Cali baby. I, I think to. I'm more of a like listening to more of like lyricism rather than like because Tupac's more straight emotions and like vibe and feeling. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And kind I, of storytelling, but Biggie when it comes because lyricism is like trying to solve a puzzle with these words that you're trying to like match with like either double entendres or like metaphors on top yeah. of metaphors that are like just so many hidden things that we we got to take a second glance to even you know hear it but that's what i appreciate more i do like tupac's music but i think i do think he was overrated <coughs> i think the east coast guys are usually gonna have harder bars because the east coast is just harder <laughs> like dude come on bro like I know LA's crazy and Compton's insane and, you know, it's not a safe place, but dude, New York is, it's called a jungle for a reason, bro. <laughs> like, bro, and like, if I had to, if I had to choose, and like, those are the only two choices I had, like, do you want to grow up in an LA hood or a New York hood? I'd be like, well, I feel like I'd have a better chance of surviving in LA. Like, New York is just insane, dude. Yeah. So I feel like they're all, when you're talking about lyricism, it's like, Dude, that's why Jay and Biggie had insane bars because they're f- from the fucking New York. Like they, dude, a lot of these rappers do rap about what they see, and they do. It's you know. So, yeah. you know, it's another fact that I found out about rappers, especially oh, that has to do with their names. It's like a lot of their names are based off of uh, what is it, like mafia boss members? Or what are they called? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like I think. Notorious B.I.G. was like a mafia boss and like oh, some of these other names. They get their names from that. So it's weird that I'm from the West Coast because I have like a mob obsession. I just, I like the the 1970s and 80s mafia. Like I just think it's like the coolest. <laughs> and I'm probably a piece of shit for that because I know they're bad people who commit a lot of crimes. But I just I think it's the most fascinating, like coolest thing to me. We wouldn't have Las Vegas without these mob. Dude, not at all. And like, did you ever see that? Fuck. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I saw this thing on a, it was like an interview and it was this mob boss, like an old mob boss. And he was talking about how they used to just like, dude, they were like literally like siphoning oil from the government or something. What? Insane, dude. He was like, oh, he made 600 grand a week, which in the 70s is like millions <laughs> yeah dude yeah that's i'm just so intrigued by that shit dude like the real mafia like that shit's i don't even know if it still exists nowadays to be i'm honest. sure it does they figured out ways to be hidden you know what i mean like, like way hidden like the cartel you know they're into some of this government bullshit right? oh yeah they dude. have some control over the government for sure the cartel fascinates me just as much but the mafia for maybe it's because I'm white and I'd have like a chance to be in the mafia, yeah. <laughs> like, and I can never be in the cartel. But the cartel scares the fuck out of me, dude, because they're like vicious in a different way, dude. Oh, I know, yeah. I know this was a show, but you watch Breaking Bad, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I watched it twice. Goat show, right? 
Dude, I'm not exaggerating. I probably watched that show like nine times. It's good. I think it's one of the best shows ever made. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you get high anymore? Does it does it affect you? Is it kind of just like smoking a cigarette for you now? Yeah, I hate it. I don't even like it. I no, I love weed, but I don't. I just I. I wish there was a middle ground. Cause in high school, I used to like it. Felt like shrooms, dude. I'd get so high. Yeah. And then, but now it's like, god damn. Cause especially this weed I have, dude, is fucking fire. Doesn't even make sense. Oh yeah, I was gonna tell you why <clears throat> I took a hiatus on smoking earlier. Yeah, why? So I think it was, I want to say four weeks ago, I went to a local, you know, uh, collective and I bought like this drink that was a hundred milligrams of THC or whatever it is. And me and my lady, we split it because we were like, oh, hundred milligrams. That doesn't sound like too much, right? <laughs> nothing. And, nothing. And then we're like, oh, let's just drink it. And then we we're smoking two at the same time. And then I don't know, we're, we're, we drank it. We felt nothing. An hour later, we decided to go to Fusion to eat some like ramen because we were hungry. We get to Fusion. We sit down. Oh, God. We order. (laughs) And then my girl's sitting next to me and she's like, I got to (laughs) go. Like she was getting super. You're like to the bathroom? No. Like like she, she couldn't function anymore. Like. She was getting anxiety from all the people around us, and she wasn't able to talk because she was so stoned to the, you know, to the max. And I was, I was getting there, but I wasn't quite there. And my my lady, she's smaller. She's like a hundred less than one hundred ten pounds, you know. So a hundred milligrams goes yeah. further with people that are smaller. Yeah, definitely. Especially for people that like us that don't really smoke too like every day. So it hit her hard, and then I had to finish ordering. I ate my food, but as I was eating my food, dude, I felt the same thing she was probably feeling coming up to me. Because edibles is a different story. Like, I could smoke all day. But when it comes to edibles, the way it digests into your body, it like, it's a different high. Different. And it just gradually, it doesn't go away until (laughs) you go to bed. Like, there's no curing it. Facts. Yeah. That's actually facts. I've never heard that. I've smoked for so long, I've never heard that. Really? Yeah, that's I just facts. through experience. I because if yeah. you eat it at two o'clock, <coughs> two p.m., you're not surviving all day after eating an edible. Fuck no, no, dude. I remember in high school, my buddy Gosen, he made these fucking bricks, dude. These brownies, they were like, dude, they were just these huge rectangles and like thick, like, dude. And he was like, <laughs> he's like five bucks, you can have two of them. I was like, holy shit. He's like, do not eat all of them. At, like, don't eat a whole one at once. And I was like, fuck you. Ate a whole one. I was driving to the movies with my buddy Jake. And he's like, you ever heard Flume? And I was like, no. And he puts on this dude, and he's just like this producer that makes these weird-ass beats, like, strictly to trip you out. And uh, I'm driving, and the road just started going like this, dude. I fucking pull over, had to have Jake drive to the movies with me. Yeah. Ended up sleeping through the whole movie. Oh, yeah, that stuff knocks you out. I had a similar occurrence. Oh, let me finish the the fusion when I, when we drank that drink, though. <laughs> yeah, so I was eating. I was like, yo, I'm getting anxiety. I can't have it because I was with another, some of my friends. I was like, yo, I can't talk to them right now. <laughs> like, I'm just trying to eat and go. And then I have to, like, bag my my ramen to go and then my lady's ramen to go too and i was like dude that sounds like such a chore right now like i could barely 
freaking stand up or sit up straight. <laughs> My God. But uh, yeah, eventually you guys we were high. We were high. We were high. But eventually we got done and made it home. And I just went straight to bed, man. <laughs> I went. But another time, the first time I took my dab, I had a similar thing. Oh yeah. Where Jesus. it was. I think I was right after high school or maybe still in high school. My homie gave me a dab. He, they're all, your first dab, your homie's always like, dude, I'm just going to give you a small one. But they give you the fattest dab. Every time. Every time. Because they're like, dude, I want you to know I got the good shit or that something. That shit's not cool, man. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's not cool, bro. But me and the homie, John, we, I was driving. Same thing. We wanted food, as you always do. And we, I was driving to Taco Bell downtown. And I was going taking that right coming i guess what is that east from eureka to, to take that one way right to get to taco bell and as soon as i get to that light i told i like i felt it man it hit me right there and i told my homie who didn't have a license barely any driving experience i parked into what uh cleary's that corner you know it used to be cleary's now it's oh uh, uh something else but I parked there and I told the homie to drive himself home and then I drove myself home. It's like three in the afternoon. I just went to bed at three, didn't wake up till the next day. <laughs> My. We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Um, for some reason, the audio for the last 10 minutes of the video was deleted or just got cut off or something. So uh, I'm going to close it out by myself, I guess. Um, just want to say shout out to eddie yampolsky for coming in uh i love talking to him he had great stories he has a very interesting background um he's a hard working artist he's been doing this for years and years and years and uh you can hear the passion in his music and uh i don't think he's ever gonna stop and uh i think uh it's pretty cool to see somebody here in the local area strive strive to do something they love and uh and i like seeing that but uh i want to say he just released a song called remind me um just last week jeff mudd not only that please check out his other songs he has other great songs either on spotify or whatever listening platform you use soundcloud i know he has some that aren't posted on spotify and uh please please check him out and um Thank you, everybody, for watching this episode if you stuck out this long. And if you haven't, please subscribe. Follow Munch Gang on Instagram. Follow him if you want to, you know, listen to more of his music or see what he's about. Um, but anyways, thanks for watching this episode, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Peace.